All right, guys. Welcome back to the Rage Rowdy Podcast. You're here this week with your co-host, Nikki T and Derek. Hey, everyone. And our guest, Tara Bella. What hey, is hey. up? <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having us. We are here in their studio yeah. in uh, Hendersonville, Tennessee. That's right. Pretty cool, man. Thank you for coming out here. <laughs> Absolutely. This is uh, far superior to our normal production, which is usually in a green room or like a basement somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all has its own, you know, mojo. And That's yeah. right. That's right. This is going to be the clinical studio one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is will be how it will sound when one day we get rich and are able to have people formally do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. So we're we're super excited to be here. We've wanted we've talked about doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, really yeah. since the day I met you guys mm-hmm. at your Absolutely. album release party, which was almost a year ago now, last May, I believe. Yep. yep. Um. So let's talk about that. That was your your first full length album. Yeah. Uh. Did you produce it here? Yeah. In the studio. Yeah. So um, almost the only thing that wasn't tracked here was like the piano and organ which mm. that was done at the guy who played uh, his name's Lee Turner he plays for Darius Rucker yeah he's got a great studio at his house so he tracked all that there and then some of the guitars were tracked at um, my co-producers place who's Johnny Garcia who yeah. plays guitar for Trisha Yearwood and, and Garth Brooks so some of the guitar stuff was done there but the rest of it is done right here yeah yeah yeah, pretty cool. It's cool to to get to meet you guys. I know the first time I met you was at that crawfish boil. That's right. <laughs> and, uh, Good times. <laughs> if you guys don't know Tarabella, I mean, make sure you're following them on socials. It's uh, it's cool just to see you guys and see how genuine of people you are too. You Aww. know what I mean? I appreciate that, man. So yeah. And uh, I was just talking. Uh, again, like thank you so much for playing our uh, whiskey jam. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having us. Yeah, that was uh, awesome. Yeah, that was a great time. That, that had to have really probably been night. like the best whiskey jam I've ever been to. Uh, that's like, awesome. that's awesome. and that we've ever <laughs> played. To be honest, because we've played it a couple of times, yeah. and they they are awesome, and we love Ward, and we've been playing them, you know, the last yeah. five almost six years. But that one There's is at the top. There's something special in the air yeah. that night. Yeah, yeah. It was great, rad. great night. Yeah. And then also, you played our first ever charity event, our first real event. Yeah, that's during right. CMA Fest last year. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know uh, your CMA week was CMA Fest week was crazy. It's uh, that's an extreme week for you guys and for all all the musicians and people in it's the industry. It's all over the place because you're nonstop talking to fans and anybody that wants to hear your story, but also you're just hoofing it everywhere. Yeah. You're running from point A to point B and everywhere in between. And I mean, lots of calories are burned, so that's always <laughs> good. <laughs> Get the feet nice yeah. and hurting. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Don't wear brand new boots during. No. See, mate, girls, if you're listening, people make buy the boots at least a couple months before. Go to Target, walk a couple circles every other week, and break them in. That's my tip. Yeah, <laughs> and if you can avoid sleeves, because it's about 105 degrees. Oh my day. gosh, I know. Sleeves are sleeves are dumb. Sleeves <laughs> don't, don't wear sleeves. <laughs> so you mentioned um, you mentioned Johnny Garcia. Yeah. Um, he co-produced the album. And how did you how did you ever meet him? That's a that's a great question for Martina because yeah, it had nothing to do with Nashville. Nothing to do much. with Nashville. We were um, we were living here, and we actually even had a manager at the time. Um, but we were headed to Texas, where my mom is born and raised, so the Rio Grande Valley. And we were hanging out with our family, and they threw a party. And my grandma made a phone call to her second cousin, but they grew up like brother and sister, and said, oh, you know, I'm going to invite him over. He's in the music business, yada, yada, yada. 
And I'm looking at all my cousins who I grew up with, like brothers and sisters. And I was like, um, so who is this guy? And they're like, we don't know. We only see him when he sings at the funerals. And I was like, okay, well, that's awesome. Here we go, Joe. He ends up coming over and turns out he's won a Latin Grammy um, for composing and writing. Yeah. His name is Eddie Perez. We love him. He's now Uncle Eddie to us. He's a great guy, really. Amazing, amazing, talented. Amazing musician. Um, And he made a phone call to someone he knew here in Nashville to help us out. And at first, I'm not going to lie, I definitely was the one that was like, oh, you know, because everybody knows somebody in Nashville. Let Let me help you. So I was like, okay, this will be cool if it happens. And it turns out that he used to play the local bars in the Rio Grande Valley with Johnny back in the day before he got the call to play guitar for Trisha all those years ago. So, and sure enough, thanks to my grandma and her second cousin, we met Johnny Garcia. Yep. We've been buddies ever since. That's, that's yeah. a crazy story. How many years ago was that, you said? Um, uh, probably four. four yeah, yeah about four years. Yeah, because he uh, Johnny solo produced um, our first EP when we moved to Nashville. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever checked that one out, yep. but it's got some cool stuff in it. And then this second one, we decided to go co-producer. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do a lot of stuff in the production world, too. I do, yeah. yeah. I, I spend most of my days chilling right here where we're hanging out, <laughs> doing demos for people. Yeah. Producing, you know, I pro- I've produced uh, Dustin Huff's records. Old Huff. I've produced a couple singles for, for his roommate, Brendan Roberts. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I try to keep busy uh, in the studio. It's it's my favorite part of what we do. Yeah. You know, as far as like my role in music, like studio work is my favorite. Yeah. Like it, believe it or not, I like it more than playing shows and everything. Hashtag like, nerd alert. Like it, I like it more than writing. I, it just being in the studio is my favorite part. That's cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, though, you guys on stage is pretty freaking dynamic. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to chime into that. Joe loves being in the studio, and I live for the stage yeah. and being in front of the fans. And just that whole experience in itself is is something worthwhile. Go do the journey. Get your hands dirty, because at the end of the day, that's what does it for me. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's cool, too, watching you guys interact on stage. You yeah. Can just, yeah. I mean, when you're together in general, well, you can just see how much you love each other oh. and how connected <laughs> you guys are. It's true. Your, your delivery has so much energy and love and, like, freedom on stage. Oh, man. And just, Thank like, you. watching you two, like, singing to each other's eyes. Like, it's hard. Yeah. It's, seriously, it's, it's hard not to love that, to love yeah. you guys, and, like, to not fall in love with you guys. Oh. Thanks, it's, man. It's That's amazing, so and people need to see you live if they haven't. Yeah. Absolutely. Come out to a show. For yeah. all y'all listening right now. I, I, love, I love that you guys say that because when we started this journey 10 years ago, um, we started singing around the campfire at friends' barbecues, and, and everyone saw that chemistry yeah. way before we ever did. Yeah. So we have a group of family friends back home, and they are the reason that Terabella exists. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty, it's pretty neat. And some days I'm still like, really? <laughs> but it's, it's, it is real. It's funny. It's, kind of, it's become so natural. It's not even because it's always been natural. So when people say like, "Oh, I love how you look at each other," I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. I really, don't. <laughs> yeah, I really true. don't. I'm just up there, yeah, doing my thing. I don't even realize that we're doing that stuff, right? And then I will watch like a video, and I'm like, "Oh crap, we do do that a lot. <laughs> how weird. It's totally it's unplanned." We, so, yeah. we actually got kicked out of our first band because of it. Yeah, really. Oh, Joe, yeah. Uh, when I met Joe, he had a band that I joined, and they asked me to leave the band. 
because we were too there was too much chemistry on stage <laughs> and we still were like what are you that's talking crazy. about like yeah. we looked at each other too much on stage yeah, yeah. it was really weird that's crazy <laughs> but it was it's it's a it was a blessing yeah though. meant to be yeah. that happened and then i remember a, a program director in our hometown for the radio station there uh he made a comment to us one day he goes that thing you guys when you look at each other he goes that's your selling point like don't ever restrict yourself right. from that. I and I was like, yeah. right. oh, dang. Yeah. Okay. The live show. And yeah. It's it's like when Chris Stapleton has his wife on stage. Oh. And you just oh, see him. Oh, wow. What a, and you just yeah. see him look at each other. And <laughs> yeah. Those, like, those two are amazing. Hashtag goals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're incredible. I want to be them when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm pretty sure Chris Stapleton just put a baby inside of there yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 Right? Ends up he did. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, she's pregnant again. They're yeah. like, yeah, weren't you at the last show? Yeah. <laughs> I saw it happen with his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Magical powers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool, too, because there's not a lot of you know, wife, husband right. duos right. like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah. I think it's a, a special thing and it the is, music's yeah. great as well. And Thank you. it's, Thank you. it's cool to see you guys get a freaking music video on CMT too. Yeah. Hell Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty awesome. We were, uh, we've been talking about doing music video for a long time and, um, we just couldn't, we never said we couldn't settle on a song right. and, um, uh, this one, Middle Nowhere USA, keep kept popping up, kept yeah. popping up. And we we're like, you know what? Let's go do a video that really paints where we're from. Yeah. And let's hope that someone like CMT is down to debut it. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of what happened. And we were mm -hmm. super stoked on it. And Martin, you can talk about yeah, some we, of the stuff in the video mm -hmm. that... Well, and we had an artist visit with CMT. And we actually had planned... Uh, the music video to be wild one, um, kind of upbeat, fun, super yeah. country, super Joseph and Martina. Yeah. And when we went in, we played three songs for CMT that day. Right. And Middle of Nowhere USA was one of them. And hands down, they pointed at us. They said, "That's the song. We want a video for that song." And right. we're like, "Oh, okay, copy that." Yeah. <laughs> and um, so while we were in California. We got to do it. We got to fly out the guy that has done all of our videos on YouTube. So, hey, mama, like taking it way back yeah. um, and everything in between. And he came out and captured exactly who we are and where we're from. And there's yeah. so many different elements of the video. It is our hometowns. Um, I'm getting like goosebumps just talking about <laughs> it. Uh, the cowboys in the scene. I went to elementary school and grew up with um, the rodeo arena. And this is a cool little fact a lot of people don't know. But the rodeo arena that we're standing in is where I was rodeo queen in 2005. Oh, wow. And then five years later, here comes the goosebumps again. Yeah. Five years later, after meeting Joe, uh, we play that rodeo with our band, and Joe proposes to me on stage uh, with wow. a song in front of all of my friends and family. Oh, oh tear. <laughs> and I had no idea. And I know everything. <laughs> there are no secrets, but this one, uh, so just everything about it. It was one of those videos. By the end of it, we were like, we, we do, but we really don't mind if cmt passes on it because it was so special to us right and thanks old huff for uh being a writer on the song yeah joe yeah. and huff Woo. huff was one of our first interviews we ever did that's yeah. right i remember huff. that yeah. so we were really really bad back then <laughs> <laughs> now, we now, we're, now we're just pretty bad so. yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so take us back to uh to california so you're both from california right mm -hmm. um i know you grew up on a farm mm -hmm. you grew up on a big piece of land mm -hmm. um talk about you know 
growing up there and kind of how that influenced some of the songs? Sure. Um, yeah, like you said, I grew up on a farm. My, my dad, um, my dad's actually both sides of my family, mom's and dad's side of the family, um, have been farming um, where we're from for, for about 100 years. Um, they immigrated, all of them immigrated from Portugal. Um, and yeah, I had a really just um, kind of semi-strict upbringing, uh, you know, like work hard, you know, um, and very just great, great supportive parents that always um, encouraged me, especially with music stuff. My dad is an amazing singer. Yeah. Or like he says, he was an amazing singer. <laughs> um, and... And they've always just been really cool and and about about pursuing this as a job and um, and his whole th- my dad's thing he's always instilled in me is you know if you're gonna do this for a job you know you work your butt off you know you do everything you can to be as good as you can and treat people right yeah and uh, and I think that's that's what I took from growing up on a farm more than anything is that work ethic mm-hmm. and that treating people fairly you know absolutely. Um what he said, uh, just, you know, chiming in on it. Um, being from a small town, I come from like a 700 acre spread that when we moved there had about 50 something homes and it's open range cattle, horses. I've shown horses my entire life. Um, my family didn't have cattle themselves, but we participated in everything to do with cattle via everybody around us. We're, we're one big family. Um, I come from a place called Wonder Valley. And I was really involved in FFA and sports. And I'm an only child, so my parents are definitely my foundation. And where I come from is the platform that allowed me to be who I am today. And work ethic, again, and being authentic and remembering who you are and what you want to do in life. And that is Central California to a T Mm -hmm. every day. (laughs) So you guys grew up pretty close to each other. So when did you end up meeting? About 45 minutes away from each other. Yeah. Um, we met, I'll, I'll give you the, the story. Well, we met on MySpace first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she friend requested me, uh, and this is, I mean, I think like Martin always says, fa- uh, Facebook my, was around, but it yes. was like when it was still just yeah, for college starting. and I was just, you know, a bum musician farmer. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't Bum musician farmer. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> so, um, so she hit me up on there first. So I kind of knew, who, like, I'd, I'd known the name, and I'd seen yeah. her face on, on her profile, whatever, and um, was having a party at my house, and a buddy of mine who was going to college in Fresno, which is where Martino was living at the time, this was during summer break, you know, yeah. college, yeah. college years, uh, he was over the house, and he goes, hey, you know what, man, there's this girl that... Um, that lives up in Fresno, that hangs out in my group of friends, I just think you really need to meet her. And I said, oh, yeah, well, what's her name? And he goes, her name's Martina Otterbeck, and she's, you know, she's a, she likes to sing, she's really into country music, and she's into horses, just like I was. And I go, dude, that's that girl that, she added me on my, I go, I pull up my MySpace, I go, is this who you're talking about? <laughs> he's like, that's her. I go, well, heck yeah, let's call, he goes, I'll call her right now. I'll tell her to come over to this party we're having. Yeah. And he called her, and sure enough, about an hour later, her and her friend pop over to, to my house to yeah. our little backyard uh, bonfire party we were having. And uh, and you said two words to me. Well, I, was sh- I mean, come yeah. on. I mean. Have you ever, have you, 
this chick's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, babe. I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Like, when she walks into a room, yeah. I even see it in Nashville, where, you know, we're all semi-stars, you know what I mean? But this girl, she's got, there's just this something about her that's... Oh, my gosh, I agree with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I, I couldn't... I couldn't find the words to say that. Day. Yeah. And then I have a cousin who's a cow, like a legit cowboy, who is like never scared of anything, and no, and and he's flirting with her all, all night. And I'm like, we were swing dancing I've, all I've, night. I've, I've lost this. <laughs> I've lost this battle. <laughs> she comes over here to meet me, and she's gonna end up, you know, with my cousin. Yeah. Uh, but apparently that didn't happen. Well, and it it was really funny because we were sitting around and and passing the guitar around the bonfire and. I was singing Red High Heels. It was one of the first songs I had ever learned on yeah. guitar, and it was terrible, <laughs> the worst. And Joe, the words that come out of his mouth is, uh, oh, I wrote a song with those chords. And he starts singing, and I'm like, this guy, this is all he's going to say to me all night long. <laughs> so we end up saying goodbye, and I had driven down there with my best friend. And as soon as we got in the car, I'm like, I am never talking to this guy ever again. <laughs> I left a pitcher of mango margaritas. And a pool game at my favorite bar to come meet this guy. And he had nothing to say to me. I'm, du- I'm like, I'm over it. And what did you tell your friends? I told all my friends, guys, I think I might marry that girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true, true, true. All right. Okay, so you're, a lot of your songs really, you know, tell a story. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, that's kind of your style, in my opinion. Um, do all of your songs come from personal experiences? Uh, no, not always. Sometimes they're um, stories I've heard of, you know, like friends of mine. Sometimes it's just like like being an author of a book. Like you create these characters um, and you just make up a story. Like Wild One. Like obviously that's, you know, that one's not true at all. It's about this chick in Texas that got dumped by this crazy guy. And, you know, like me and the, 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 the amazing, my amazing co-writer, Lisa Day, uh, just made the story up. We just wanted something kind of fun, rednecky sounding, you know, like, and I love stuff like that. I'm a huge fan of people like, you know, Merle Haggard and uh, Tom T. Hall and, you know, and Johnny Cash, all those like really, those stories that have characters that, and, and I, yeah, just kind of fell into that that way. Speaking of songwriting, you have a, a pretty big cut as a songwriter. Yeah. yeah, man. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, I wrote a song uh, a few years back with my, uh, my buddies Rob Williford and Luke Combs. Um, I was actually playing bass in Luke's band at the time. Oh wow! Yeah, I was on the road with him for uh, about a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's called "Don't Tempt Me." I like. I actually call it "Don't Tempt Me with a Good Time." I feel yeah. <laughs> that's how I think of it. But <laughs> right. I think I guess all the official titles just "Don't Tempt Me." Um, a phrase we use often now. So thank yes. You. Oh right. yeah, man. Right. I mean, that's. Uh, it's such a funny thing. Um, I remember writing that song, too. Uh, so we used to live right next door to this house we're in okay. right now. Okay. And that's where we wrote that song. Okay. For most of it. Yeah. I think we wrote part of it at Rob's house, too. But um, it was Rob's idea to do a song called Don't Tempt Me With A Good Time. And it was because Luke used to say it all the time. Yeah. He'd always go, well, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Why did that sound like Sling Blade, though? Because that's how he would say it. He oh, okay. He would say it in like a, in like a Sling Blade kind of voice. Yeah. Go, well, don't tempt me with a good time. And, and that's true. That's Rob's true. like, dude, you say it all the time. Like, we should write a song, you know, about it. Yeah. And, uh, man, it was a fun session. I mean, I, I don't think we took ourselves too seriously writing it. And, um, 
I remember I remember the the beer for breakfast line. <laughs> yeah. Because um, when we used to be in California as a touring band, every Sunday we'd we'd get home like late Saturday night from a show or whatever, and Sunday morning, myself and our two guitar players and bass player and Martina would sometimes go. We'd go to this little bar down the street. And we'd have breakfast beers, and it was always Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. It was a very specific thing. Yeah. And so, like when I when I threw that line out there in the song, like that's what's in my head. Right. You know, and and it turns out a lot of people have you know breakfast beers every once in a while, oh, especially yeah. on a good weekend. You know, yeah. it's the only thing that works to get rid of the anger. Exactly. <laughs> I've had to fix Derek like that a few times. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it's pretty pretty funny that something so specific in my brain when I threw that out there like applies to so many people. Yeah. This is the beauty of songwriting, man. You know, saying so, like putting something a song that like means something really specific to you, but everyone else can take something completely different from it. Very it's, relatable. Yeah, yeah. And I know that when he plays that song, it's one of those songs that really gets the crowd going. So it's oh, cool. Yeah, to... man, it gets me going. I, the coolest thing I, I would say that's happened to me as a songwriter is seeing Luke perform that song. Uh, at the Ryman. Yeah, oh man. Mm. And it was hilarious because, and my wife can can attest to this, I'm not an emo- a very emotional person. Like, I'm not one of those guys, like, she's maybe seen me cry once in my life. Uh, but I was at the Ryman. You know, this is, I mean, country music means the world to me. So yeah. I'm at the, the mother church, and he's up there singing a song I wrote, and I'm sitting there crying like a baby. It's a drinking party song, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. I just got chills and it's your song. Oh man. <laughs> I mean it was it was it was uh it was amazing. Yeah. It was so cool. I, I I appreciate him so much for cutting that song and I love that they named it uh named his first headlining tour, Don't Timmy with a Good Time yeah. Tour. There's all kinds of cool stuff, man. Yep. So um it's cool it's to me. It's meant the world. world. Yeah, Absolutely. Luke's a great guy. He's one of the best freaking singers in this industry. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean it's undeniable. The yeah. guy is so talented. So I was uh, talking to some, hilarious too. Yeah, talking to some industry people, and they're like, "We can't do this, but if we played a Luke song every other song on the radio, our ratings would be better." Yeah, right. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh-huh. Like he's that big now. Yeah, you know, oh, it's yeah. crazy. And it's you know, it's the voice, and it's he's such a such a likable person. And yeah. his camp, we absolutely love yeah, his entire his... band. You know, yeah. I think us and Rob. We moved to town same week. The same week, oh, and yeah. he was in Hendersonville, and we're pretty sure I saw Rob for the first time at the CVS down the street. Okay, he was learning the ropes, and then he quit. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Yeah, the same for me." So uh, it's very funny how the universe. Yeah, works. small world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who do you normally write with? I know you know you write with Huff and Kelsey Hart. A yeah, lot I write recently. With, I write with Huff more than anybody. Me and mm-hmm. him have just we just have a really good. Um, workflow yeah um if we get stuck we just you know we we shoot the shit a little bit yeah. you know and then something happens like love the guy he's a brilliant writer too um one of those guys that i really think in the next few years is is going to be like the it guy yeah um, i agree with you there and yeah so kelsey too um brendan uh i write i used to write with rob williford a lot but now that now that they're on tour so much our yeah, schedules don't line tough. up like they used to um i write by myself every once in a while mm-hmm. i write with um this wonderful lady named lisa day who's you guys have probably never even heard of her she's she's been in nashville for you know like 20 something years and 
she is so talented. She is so awesome. She lives up here in Hendersonville. Me, we just hang out at the mm-hmm. house, drink Coors Light, and write songs. <laughs> so, um, her uh, got a buddy named Kurt Collins. I used to write with him a lot. He doesn't live in Nashville though, so I don't as much as I used to. Um, oh, Dave Gibson. Yeah, I used to write with Dave Gibson a lot too. I need to hit him up. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know who Dave is, but uh, he used to be in a in a duo called the Gibson Miller Band. He's an older guy. Um, okay. But he wrote like Ships That Don't Come In by Joe Diffie and Cadillac Kind by Confederate oh, wow. Railroad. All these really, uh, Queen of Memphis, Confederate oh, wow. Railroad, all these cool like 90s like smashes. Yeah. So me and Dave, we used to get along really. We mm-hmm. wrote on our first EP, the, the, the one that Johnny produced. Um, there's, I think, one or two songs I wrote on with him. Yeah. So, anyways, there's a lot of people and it's always changing. You know, like I write with, an, I try to at least write with somebody I've never written before you know at least once a month or so yeah um, yeah make new cool. connections yeah that's smart right who would you love to write with that you haven't yet jeffrey Steele, hands yeah. down mm-hmm. nice that's my number one like goal person to write with is jeffrey Steele above above anybody else if haggard was still alive it would be him but since he's not around jeffrey Steele. Yeah, i have definitely. friends that are like you know my buddies that we go to shows with and yeah. stuff and they are just incredibly big Jeffree Steele fans, but have never got to see him. Oh. And so, like, anytime I see a show pop oh. up, like here, I'm like, Sean, fly to Nashville. <laughs> oh, know? it's so <laughs> worth it. So good. He, and he is so insanely talented. Like, what a singer. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. He, like, it's, yeah. it's it's one thing of how good of a writer he is, but then you actually hear him sing the songs. Yeah. It's almost ruins the almost ruins the the, the like version. the version we know. Yeah, you know what I mean. The artist yeah. version that good. It's crazy too. Like when you see that and you're like, how did they let this song not be cut by this person? You right. Know? right. Like right. Chris DeStefano is like that too. When I yeah. hear Chris DeStefano sing, I'm like, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> why why well, is he I mean, saying that? Yeah. Think about how long Stapleton was yes. out there, like just playing writers' rounds, not being an artist, yeah. like you know, singing like. George Strait stuff and and Darius Rucker stuff and it's just like it's crazy that that it took that long for someone to go you know what Chris what do you think about being an artist yeah, <laughs> yeah. well that's a it's one of those crazy stories because some of those guys are like so committed to doing their passion project and I mean Chris had like you know Johnson Brothers oh and yeah had, you know Steel Drivers and was right. doing all of his passion stuff and then they were like yeah let's cut a country record and then he has like 20 years of songs to pick right. from. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So cool. I uh, I was lucky enough to hear uh, like one of those unreleased songs when I was at Sega. Like, oh, nice. They, they play you like a song. It's yeah. just like, just crazy to hear just Chris Stapleton basically on his iPhone, you know, or whatever yeah, it was right. at that yeah, time. Like work tape of Chris Yeah, Lyle. you know, just, just nuts just That's to hear awesome. stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys have opened some big shows. So what's been your favorite thus far? Ooh. Or, or some of your favorite. You might not you don't have to pick one. So um I've I've got two and the one that sticks out first and foremost is our very first time opening for a national act. We were still li- living in California and it was for Montgomery Gentry. Yeah. And holy shit. I don't know if we can say that. You sure we'll can. bleep it out, yeah. whatever. But it's oh it's a podcast, isn't oh it? Oh my <laughs> gosh. FM like radio. Everything I grew up listening to literally came to life on stage. I mean, they didn't need the pyrotechnics because they were the pyrotechnics. Yeah. They and they were so kind to us and and answered questions for us and hung out with us yeah. and one of our favorite memories was getting drunk. With I got I got T-Roy. so drunk with, with Troy. <laughs> and it was so Smashed. cool too because 
Like, we didn't even, like, have our own beers. The place we were playing is called Pozo Sloan. It's this, like, iconic venue out in California in the middle of nowhere. And USA. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, <laughs> and they, they serve, um, it's, it's usually Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which yeah. I'm bringing them up again. Right. Breakfast. And they throw mm-hmm. olives in it. So they call it a Pozo Martini. So it's, okay. like, Pale Ale with olives. But it's in a... Like but in a Mason. pickle jar, okay? Mason so jar. so I'm sitting there with Troy Gentry. It was giant pickle, like the big pickle jar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're just passing this, this Pozo uh, martini back and forth to each other, just getting smashed, just <laughs> having a great time. I'll tell you right now, that guy, he is so missed because he was just the most incredible person. I mean, what a heart. And I... I remember right before, uh, right before. This is probably what Martina was just gonna yeah, say. Yeah, it but. was. <laughs> so the nights go down. They have to go. They have to like go, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And tour manager comes in. He's like, "T. Roy, time to go." And he looks over at him and he goes, "Okay, but I have to go pee pee in the potty first. <laughs> and he's just this, you know, in was, shape like oh, yeah. mountain Stug, of a man, you know? like, and he's like, "I'm gonna go pee pee in the potty." So now, if you ever hear us say that, we jocked it. That's where it's yeah. from. Yeah. 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 That's go right. In the potty. Like, <laughs> yeah. So great. But that one, um, and then opening up for Eric Church. Yeah. At the California Mid State Fair. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was really wild. Um, and he played your guitar. He did. And he signed it. Yeah, wow. he did, but the signatures unfortunately worn off. But um, yeah, I uh, he was a little bit guarded. He was already a bit pretty huge star there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was pretty guarded by his by his camp, um, and we weren't even, you know we weren't even trying to get into meeting or anything. But I did have a guitar that I if I opened for somebody, I'd like to try to get their signature. So Martina yeah. got it to the tour manager. The tour manager brought it back, and. Uh, when he brought it back, I was out sitting on the steps of our green room kind of trailer. Yeah. And I, I was just picking at it. And this guy walks by and goes, hey, man, is that your guitar? And I said, yeah. He goes, man, I think it plays real nice. And I looked over and it was Eric Church. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. <laughs> You're the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool. So every time I play that guitar, I always think, like, nah, this man. has been in Eric Church's hands. That's so cool. Yeah, That's I get crazy. to meet Eric once. Uh, I got into my first CMA Fest. Here down here was 2014, and I got into like the private fan club event. Oh, nice! That you have to like, nice. you, and I haven't, of course, got back in since, you know. Right. <laughs> but I right. Luck, was lucky enough to do that, and yeah, I, I met him, and I just like didn't know what to say. Yeah, you know. I mean, he's... and if you know me, that doesn't really happen too often. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on that. Yeah, I would have to agree as far as the opening stuff. That um, one of the one that I, and this is more like. The show was really, it was a smaller show, but it had just great energy, and the, the after after show hang was, was really great, was uh, opening up for Lee Bryce. Oh, man. That yeah. was, it was like a sold out, like, kind of like a venue the size of like Exit Inn, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Like that, perfect size. Yeah, that yeah. perfect, and it was sold out, packed, we played our butts off, and, and we got out, you know, when we got done, we went to this little tiny saloon right next door to the venue. Mm-hmm. They basically closed it off to... Uh, only people that Lee Bryce wanted there could be there. And fortunately for us, he was cool with us being there and yeah. got to hang out with him quite a bit. And he's another great, just super sweet guy. And what a voice. Yeah. What a freaking voice. That show led us to Nashville. Yeah. And, and we ended up. is the reason why we ended up in Nashville. Yeah. So from that show, his tour, or not his, uh, his production manager, uh, kind of, you know, we became really good friends, and he ended up managing us for a little while, and he was awesome. the one that convinced us to move to Nashville. Yeah. So that Lee Bryce show, 
I mean, I can, we can honestly say that Lee Bryce is the reason we're sitting here talking right now. That's right. <laughs> so I, I, I felt story. like that was important to mention. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So you were recently on a billboard list for country artists to watch. Yeah. How cool was that? Mm. We have to agree with them. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate that. You. I'm just, I'm just kind of taking it in because that was, um, that was definitely an emotional high. We had heard rumor that w- there was a chance that we could have a write up or be on the list. And, um, we work with an amazing, amazing woman. Her name is Dakota and she has a company called, um, Songshine Media. And she is the one person in this town that is staying with us and, and pushes us to really exceed everyone's expectations. And, yeah. um, she's our, our little sister and she's the one that helped make make that happen and we had heard that okay there's a possibility you know to hail mary we'll figure it out but let's just you know sit sit wait around and see and it happened and oh my gosh (laughs) the text messages the the phone calls i mean it was one of those things where we had to leave our phones like basically kind of like off the hook yeah yeah. because (laughs) it was so emotional to read that it was one of those like oh my god i think we made it (laughs) like (laughs) yeah wow (laughs) it was yeah, and 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 the write up was done by um, someone who now has become a very close friend of ours of ours, and uh, his name is Chuck Dolphin. Yeah, and he hit everything just right on. Yeah, and we were so proud that he had he had figured us out to a T, yeah. and then put it to paper for the world to get, and it was yeah. it was incredible. And and to this day, it's just like that's why it took me a second. I'm like, yeah, that happened. <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> It's uh, it's it's cool to meet you guys, and I think anybody that gets to experience interacting with you guys, it's it's easy to love you. you know? Honestly, it is. <laughs> yeah, we were we were just excited. We were like, they're just such good people. We have to do a podcast. Yeah, with them. We, we said that so many times because the world they're needs just such to know good that people. too. Yeah. So sweet. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. You guys are great too. And oh hell yeah. You know, we're huge Ray's Rowdy fans. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. We uh, we are happy to get more people to hear your guys beautiful warmth and voices oh thanks well, we appreciate that absolutely and, and if anybody wants to know how fun it is to hang out with these guys let me tell you i don't even drink and i get hangovers <laughs> so come see these guys hang out with them support them buy their merch and uh yeah we love you guys thank you for believing in us absolutely, absolutely. right back at you and you know everyone check out terabellamusic.com uh, you got some shirts on there, yep. some mm-hmm. some tanks for some ladies, yeah. uh, some awesome koozie. Yeah. Uh, what, what else do you have on there? That uh, that's about it. We have our physical CDs. Yeah, yeah. The music's there. Left, or maybe not. Mm, I'm no, not sure. No, there's no hats on the website. Well, hats are usually at shows. Yeah, or you can hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, um, MySpace, if you yeah. still think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have a MySpace account that I tried to delete because there's some pictures out there, and oh, I don't oh, remember man. the password. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, it's just stuck out there on the internet. You, know, you shouldn't put this on a podcast. I would love to hear what that playlist <laughs> yeah, has look, on it. That playlist in your top eight. Yeah. I would love to figure that out. I think you guys <laughs> no should idea. get a line of Pearl Snap shirts and put them on there. Dude, I think that'd be awesome. I'm trying to get my collection to be like close to yours. Oh, you guys well. both have the greatest yours, stuff. I mean, yours is pretty, pretty legit, getting man. Pretty, pretty solid. <laughs> I know. I know. I do love me Pearl Snap shirts. And, I, and, and like I literally... That's all I'll wear if I'm if if I'm wearing something that buttons up. Right. Um, we we got approached. I'm not going to name any names, but we did get approached like a few years ago by a company about you know being an in, endorsee for their shirts and stuff. Western company, and none of their shirts were Pearl Snap. 
And I told Martina, I don't care if this is free. I can't. I'm not going to butt my shirts. It's like, That just sounds really silly. I need, I need, I need to be pearl snaps. That's, Talk about knowing one. your brand, like yeah. literally, you yeah. know, <laughs> who you are. And I think uh, your style too is just amazing. It's oh. cool. It's cool to see both of you. Even when I see you on the street, like I ran into the other yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Just the stuff <laughs> that you guys always wear. This is chick is fantastic. a fashion icon, she man. Is. She's she's oh, heading that yes. way and. Uh, she too. even has a, a line of hats with Greeley Hat Works. Oh, wow. uh, yeah. It's called yeah, the Martina. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. It comes in a couple different colors, and they're they're actually right now <laughs> designing a new one, a Martina Two. So yeah, yeah um, Martina Martina Two Point It's coming yes. out in. Uh, I should have it here in about a month. Yeah. It'll be in cobalt. It'll be like a really pretty blue. Oh, I'm excited. That's awesome. She does all kinds but of cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's part of our brand too. Is first and foremost, Joe and I are huge country music fans. Right. Uh, both present, but most importantly, past. Right. And I think you'll see that in the way we dress and 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 stylistically our music and our sound. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't like rhinestones? Yeah. Who oh, doesn't yeah. like flamboyant, <laughs> you know, colors? And if you don't, man, like go a little bit, have some fun. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I mean, I love uh, when I th- when I when I think of you know, like a country star. Like I just get that image, you know, I get that Porter Wagner kind of mm-hmm. Buck Owens kind of thing in my head or, or like the, the cool like seventies Hank Jr. You know what I mean? Eighties Hank Jr. Where he has the cowboy hat and I don't know, man. I just, I love, I love that stuff. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, because like, not, there's not a ton of people that, that do that anymore. You know, there's right. some, but you no, know, every, we were just talking about that the other yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's a great article in, uh, God, I want to say it was premier guitar something. Uh, that John Bollinger wrote. Do you guys know John Bollinger? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a great musician. He played for Lee Bryce for a long time and uh, was a band leader for that um, that TV show a couple months ago. Um, Real Country. Real Country. He's like yeah. the band leader for that. Anyways, he's a great musician. And yeah, that was kind of part of his, uh, this article he's saying like, I miss when stars like dressed, like they wore stuff that normal people would never wear. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like, I miss that time. Like, you know, like, Dwight Yoakam. Yeah. Like, no one would normally dress like Dwight Yoakam right, does. Right, right. But it's so cool when he does it, because he's up on a stage, he's a superstar. You right. Know? Or Elvis, you know what I mean? They, yep. You know, like, all this yeah. stuff. I think that I think that kind of stuff is cool. Like, I love that. Yeah. My, my ultimate goal is that, and especially, you know, after we're long gone, like, Joe's... Joe's cowboy hat will be in the Country Music Hall of Fame, you know, yeah. and stand the test of times. And, and, and maybe one day, you know, because of our iconic style and love of music and love for each other that maybe for Halloween someday someone's going to dress up like us and be like, oh my gosh, that's Tara Bella. It's, it's iconic. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, you know yeah, when it's somebody... It's going to be Nick and I. Yeah. It's, is it? <laughs> Next year. This oh, year. that would be so fantastic. Because, <laughs> you know, you get your, your dolly live... and your yeah. kitties and your yeah. Rebas and, and you yeah. even know the Judds and yeah. Johnny Cash and Porter and, and everybody mm. in between. And I'm like, yeah, people will know Tara Bella yeah. for yeah. Halloween. I think that would be like hashtag goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Hell yeah. I love it. Hell yeah. And then we'll put the picture on MySpace. There you go. That's good. That's good. Well, guys, like I said, thank you so much for for doing this with us. Thanks for coming out. And uh, guys, please make sure you are downloading, adding to playlists all of their music. Yes. Yes. Spotify. 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 Stream it. That's cool. Yes. And get out to a Tarabella show as soon as you can. Yes, watch, go feel the love. Watch that love in their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for coming out. Yeah, join Absolutely. the journey. And, guys, thank you so much. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you liked it. Uh, we love bringing you 
people that we love in the industry and the music that we have that sets our life. So this is uh, Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. Mm-hmm. 